G'day, g'day. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we hear fatherhood experiences through the eyes of average Aussie blokes. We hope you enjoyed that fresh little take on our intro music, because we've got a special guest today. So I'm Cam, husband of four years, father to a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And I'm starting to wonder if I'll ever get a decent sleep again. <laughs> I'm Nick, father of two boys and a girl. I've been married for six years. And when it comes to kids' dinners and kitchen blow-ups, I'm Gordon friggin' Ramsay. <laughs> now, last episode, we chatted to Hamish. We got deep into the identity of the modern male and how to travel overseas with young kids. We even touched on the decision to get the snip. So if you haven't heard that one, go back and take a listen. It was really, really good. Uh, and don't forget, if you're enjoying the shit daddery, press follow where you listen to your podcast. Keep that steam train full of Disney sing-alongs rolling. We're always open to feedback, suggestions and shit dad stories. Send them through all your dad jokes to shitdadpod at gmail.com or Instagram message us at shitdadpod. And don't forget that we've teamed up with Smashing Fibers Apparel as our major sponsor. So use Ship Shit Free at checkout for free shipping on anything you pay for. Uh, best shit dad story or dad joke every week also gets a gift voucher for those awesome legends. Nice. All right. So you got a, a dad stuff quote this week, Nick? Oh, yes. So I'll just um, put it out there straight away that picky eaters are still picky eaters on holiday. The food's just way more expensive. <laughs> Good advice on the holiday theme still. Now, this episode is called Fit Stopper Popper, and uh, we're very excited today to be talking to Mark Vayow, father of three and owner of a few Fit Stop gyms here in Queensland. So, welcome, Mark. Good evening, gents. Thank you for having me. No worries. Tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Well, where do we start? <laughs> um, as you said, I'm a um, proud father of three, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Jane and our th- uh, three kids are 11-year-old Eva, we've got a four-year-old uh, Serafina and a two-year-old Solomon, um, who looks like a, he's got long hair so everyone always mistaken him for a, um, for a girl, but... Um, <laughs> no, he does he looks like Maui off Moana. He legit is bam bam, like everywhere he goes. But yeah, um, we obviously are very fortunate to have two fit stops, fit stop Northlakes and fit stop Redcliffe. Um, group training facility we um, personalize um, in group fitness and just helping people become better and healthier and happier I started my journey in the, lo- the land of the long light, long white cloud uh, which is also dubbed New Zealand um, came over here as a young kid um, chasing a dream to play a little bit of rugby league fortunate to uh, play a few games here and there and everywhere um, and then beyond that, I wanted to um, help people, um, you know, find them, find the best person and become the best person that they can, which has been awesome. I've been able to do that. Um, yeah, I guess I've been able to, along with Jane, bring my heritage as well as a, as a young Samoan. So, um, yeah, over the years, developed many tools to try and be a good father, um, good husband. And it's it's always work in progress so I'm happy to share some of my stories um, and dad jokes well a couple of days <laughs> see how you go but yeah happy to be here exciting nice. times yeah no thanks for awesome. joining us before we get stuck in uh, Nick with beer of the week what's your, what are you cracking uh, I got a Bolter hazy wait no easy hazy Bolter with enjoyment it's uh, mid strength why use a stick of dynamite when a party popper will do the trick I don't know if that means it's like light, <laughs> a bit weak, easy, a bit weak, but we'll give it a pop anyway. Give it a pop. 
Give it a whirl. Mm. Oh, I can. The frenth is just flowing <laughs> out of it. <laughs> just some easy frenth. Oh, yeah. Tastes like guilt. <laughs> and it, yeah, it also tastes a bit like shame <laughs> with my personal trainer sitting across from me. No judgment, remember? Overall, fruity. No, ju- uh, no judgment. Good fruity chibble about it. I like it. For the listeners, the eyes were rolling back. Oh. <laughs> As you took that first Never sip. had one better. <laughs> Nothing better than a good opening. I'm going back for a second. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mark knows. <laughs> All right, uh, time for some bad dad advice. Is it ever? Now, um, I've got three kids, as you know. Two of them are pretty high maintenance or just high energy, we'll call them. (laughs) And my boy, my high energy boy, loves bringing home treasures, we'll call that. It's basically anything he picks up anywhere he ever goes. So I've got a problem that we leave seed pods, leaves, grass, flowers, just everything short of dog shit (laughs) through... Like it, it ends up through the through the house on the couches, and uh, on as well as on the floor of the car with all the uh, the sand from daycare. So, <laughs> what can I do about that? Have you thought about giving him a treasure box? Ooh, no, I have not. You could theme it something to do with pirates. Does it have to be like a box, or can it just be something cheap, like a shoe box? Could be like a sock. Oh, <laughs> treasure sock. <laughs> We talking the? Does it turn into the Adam Sandler thing from American Pie when he's a bit older? I hope oh, not. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> That's gnarly. I was thinking of just blending whatever he bought and left around, blending it into his afternoon fruit smoothie. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's what you get. If, it, if that was bitter, that was the seed pod you left on the couch. <laughs> How about the sand? The sand gets everywhere. Oh. Once it's in the car, you yeah. can't, can't get it out. No, nah, I don't care how powerful your, your vacuum cleaner is. It's not coming out. <laughs> Whenever you take a shoe off, you just know it, there, it, there it comes. That's another one. That's some more bad advice we need. Like anyone who has kids at daycare or who goes anywhere, any park with a sand pit, you could brush them off as much as you want. You can have a, a dustpan and brush sitting in your car to brush them off. You will still get a beach in your car or at home all through the house. That's right. You almost need like a bucket to dunk them in, in the car. Oh, yeah? yeah. So they get we wet. Have, <laughs> we have a hose. Yeah? Oh, oh yeah? yeah, yeah. Hose? And generally speaking, um, we try and uh, undress them. Yeah. Shake everything out at daycare. Then in the car they go and half, most of the sand isn't transported from there to there. And then worst case scenario, it's, I'm running through the house with both kids on my shoulders straight to the shower. That's yeah. sick. Listen, you are like my grade nine English teacher. You're an ideas man. That's one that she called me It's so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're doing it to cover yourself. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Done. Um, now I've got one. Um, I live on a bit of a busy road um, and whenever I open the garage, my one, one and a half year old just bolts. He tries to run out, not necessarily onto the road, but at least to the end of the driveway. So that's always something I'm a bit scared of. So how do I get him to stop bolting out of the garage? Leash. <laughs> like Adam in the pub. <laughs> Frisbee. <laughs> just distract him like a just dog. Yeah, throw something. <laughs> Go get this. Go get this, or just throw a frisbee straight at him. <laughs> or not. No, no. <laughs> Tie him to the garage door. So when it goes up, he's stuck. Like he can only go like to the boundary of the door. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Listen when it up. goes down, you have to quickly untie it so he doesn't get crushed <laughs> by the garage. Yep. That's that's 
Bad dad advice. Yeah. Excellent. All right, uh, let's get to the discussion for the week with Mark. So, um, yeah, really excited about this one. Got a couple of interesting things to kind of chat about with you. So diving straight in, wanted to, first and foremost, um, the, the main kind of theme we, we were speaking about was kind of your philosophy and approach to fatherhood. And um, you mentioned, you know, you grew, grew up um, in Aotearoa, which is where my mum's from as well, which is quite cool. Um, and obviously some small, small background. So we wanted you to tell us a bit about this kind of village community approach to raising kids and, you know, your, your background and how you've grown up. Yeah, good question. Good, great topic. Um, I, both of my parents grew up in Samoa, so obviously they migrated for a better uh, life, so to speak, in, into New Zealand. And uh, myself and my brother were born in New Zealand. But a lot of the, a lot of the values and the beliefs and, and the way that they grew up trans, you know, transformed over into New Zealand. So I guess there was a lot of uh, village mentality. Um, you know, an auntie... You've got about five, five, five to fifteen aunties. <laughs> You've got a you know twenty uh, uncles. Even though they're not blood relative, there was always this feel of connection. Yeah, I guess is, is probably the way. You know, we grew up in the church, and there was always things happening. And so you, we, I guess, growing up, you quickly sort of adapted, and you had this feeling of belonging. Now, for um, f- for for a long time, um, in my in my young childhood. Um, I grew up and there was a little bit of domestic violence as well in, in, in my household, um, which was, which was always you know really tough as, as mm. you know a five, seven, nine year old kid to, to see happen. But um, going fast forward, fast forward a couple of years, um, you know I was in a position where I'm in a relationship and wanted to be a father. So I always uh, think back, okay, you know what, what did I have? I had great community had plenty of aunties plenty of uncles plenty of uh, cousins but what what I was missing was that father figure in my life so yeah um, you know when Jane and I decided to have a family it was like okay cool what can we draw from from my belief system I, I love being surrounded by community by um, by having major connection now me personally I had I had a missing component in my life like my father wasn't really there to show me you know, how to shave, you know, what to do, you know, clean the gardens, you know, do all this. But what I did have, I had an abundance of love and I had abundance of, you know, family connection to, um, in the community. So I guess from a parenting point of view now, uh, you know, I you know try and do my best to uh, plug that gap, yeah. that missing gap in my life. And, and I guess it's surrounding myself with, you know, people like yourselves who are willing to share and open up, um, you know, what, what, what can we do to be better fathers and and um, role models for our for our our children? So um, I'm always excited to talk about that because the highs of being in a community, you know, there's a thousand people always help willing to help, but uh, on a, on a, on a personal level, it's always that development to try. Okay, you know, I I didn't have that, so what can I, you know, what can I, what's missing? Yeah, because no one's perfect, but um, we definitely try and use the tools that I had, that we all have, to try and you know be, be better, fa- better fathers. Yeah, that's great. Mm. Yeah, and so um, you know, thinking about yeah how how that experience shaped how you want to be as, as a dad. Were there what were the elements that you got you know you did want to take from that community or, or um you know some of those other you know maybe uncle or you didn't have a father figure, but were there other men 
uh, around that you were able to take some um, kind of advice from? Yeah, it's a tricky one because um, I had plenty of aunt, uh, plenty of aunties and uncles and 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 the father figures, what well, the father figures in around that time were all you know all church and it was all like in in, um, in our communities, which was great. But I guess for me, the the strong figure in my life was my mother. So she kind of wore both hats for my brother and I. You know, she was the was the provider. She was the carer. She was the one that um, you know gave me a few gave things. Gave me a wallop, <laughs> Gave me a few uppercuts <laughs> and things like that as well. But um, I think what I took out of that was that connection. Yeah. Yep. That connection and that feel that you wanted you wanted to belong to something that was more communal, more village like as well. And was that easy or difficult to do when you, you know, came to Australia or came to Queensland? Yeah, it was tough. Yeah. You know, like uh, I left New Zealand as an 18-year-old, just finished school, and uh, came over here to pursue a career in rugby league. Yeah. So it was really hard, you know, to, you know, who do I connect with? Who do I, um, who do I, you know, lean on for this and that? So for many years, it was really hard. And I guess looking back, there was a lot of development and like, you know, trying to, try, trying to find who I was. As an eighteen-year-old, I was always at the pub. Yeah. yeah. So, with your with your um, ambitions to be a rugby player, did you find that male figure from any coaches that you're looking back? Yeah, I think um, a lot of players do that. The young fellas, you know. Yeah, a lot of uh, my junior coaches shaped the way that I wanted to play, mm. uh, and they were, um, you know, instrumental in like you know trying to mentor me as as a player, but. Um, when I when I nailed it down, I think it came back to okay, my mum was the only one, yeah. and there are you know plenty of great things to take away, but there's a lot of shortfalls as well. And as an adult, as a as a husband, as a father, you sort of like navigate through it and go like, man, I thought I knew it, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got a very great supportive and loving wife, and I think that helps too. But um, what I what I do bring to the um, our relationship was that you know that that tribal leader kind of thing you know like if someone's hurt let's all go let's all go and and some of that as well as um has transferred into our community in in Fitstop. yes mm-hmm. yeah Fitstop. so for me it's all about okay what are people missing what's the difference between Fitstop and a few other fitness gyms around when it comes down to it it's community. that connection in that yeah, community yeah keeps people coming back and keeps mm. keeps people coming back as well and it's people want to feel like they belong people want to feel like they want to be connected and so it's those elements that I take into the uh, business and there's the element that I take into or I try and work on to bring into my family as well you would have seen I guess the fruits of that work um, over the past 18 months as you know we go in and out of different lockdowns and things and it's difficult obviously to train people face to face and open the gym and things like that did you did you switch to you know engaging with that community virtually um, you know what are, what are some ways that you kind of stayed connected to that community yeah good question I think um, that was amazing what you guys did for lockdown the turnaround was under 24 hours when uh, when auntie um <sighs> Auntie Anna <laughs> gave us the announcement that on Sunday. I was like, oh, God, so deep. But um, um, from a franchise point of view, there was um, a, th- a few things we had to change. But from a community point of view, uh, Jane and I like, okay, what do we what do? We do? What do we do well? Yeah. Let's, and we moved and we pivoted the business straight onto online, which was, which was great. Um, 
yeah, and I think it was just maintaining that connection. Like, um, I've got a face made for radio, so people wanted to see me more. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, but you know, that maintaining that connection. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was, it could have been, it could have been just so many different exercises, but people wanted to maintain that connection. And we did our best with our team to try and maintain that connection in any, in any which way we could, because we knew that thousands of people were going through different things, but what they could count on, they could count on 45 minutes to change their, to change their day. Yeah. 45 minutes to look at, this guy who looks like the rock <laughs> tell me to do burpees <laughs> in iron paradise <laughs> nice well um that's awesome so obviously yeah hearing about kind of your background and, and your and your approach to this kind of the village and the community um then thinking about as well so shifting shifting in parenting is something else we wanted to chat through so you mentioned you've got an 11 year old a four-year-old and a two-year-old so you know some kind of a bit of a range of ages there, which is really, which is really interesting. And um, obviously, for Nick and I, our kids are still fairly young. Um, so always like hearing perspectives of dads who've got, you know, kids approaching the kind of teenage years as well. Um, so the first question was thinking about um, how do you how do you parent school age kids? I guess you know what are the main shifts from younger ones to, to as they get older? Because obviously that's something that eventually we're going to have to go through. You know what. I don't think there's a, um, I don't think there's a perfect answer to that. But in our experience, because uh, Eva's Eva's eleven, and she goes to high school next year, yeah. and it's like I don't think Jeez. I don't think I'm ready for this. <laughs> um, How fast did that happen? Oh, in the blink of an eye, too really. fast. Um, but for us right now, I think it comes back to that connection. Yeah. Um, for a, for a number of years, I was always sort of trying to start the business up, and I was. I was away from the family a lot, like early mornings, family's asleep, late nights, they're the peak hours of, 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 of our industry, I was away. But um, that, trying to maintain that connection was, was really tricky, but like Jane did a lot of heavy lifting in our house mm-hmm. and still does um, in terms of that maintaining that connection. But um, moving forward now, like high school versus we got high school next year with Eva, and then we've got one going to prep next year, and then one still in um, in, in 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 daycare. Yeah, and we've been talking about this for for quite some time, Jane and I, and I think um, and I think the component here is having one unit, one understanding between Jane and I. Mm-hmm. Um, quite often, you know, she sets. She she sets the agenda and I'm all for it. I'm all gung ho. Getting yep. it, getting it wrong all the time, <laughs> forgetting notices and bags. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but I think for us, it's um, having that having that one one solid plan that you know you do this, I do that, we work together. Yeah, okay. And, and it's quite tricky. And it's quite tricky, and you know I don't think we're quite there yet. But um, going back to that belief system, mm. you know. Have, uh, how do you talk to your, how how do you talk to a teenage going through the change? Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, yeah, going to tackle that. One. <laughs> uh, but but having that understanding with 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 Jane supporting, you know, she pulls me into line. You know, you're probably too harsh. Yeah, you probably just need to sit and listen. And you know, a father figure sometimes isn't always a father figure is not always about having the right answer. Yes, or being the person. Um, that you think 
that I think that she needs, but more so being the being the father figure that they would like to have around. Yeah, but it sounds like you're a good team oh. with you with your wife. Yeah, like I said, she sets the agenda. And it's really tricky, and I think it's using your own emotions to sort of try and okay understand the situation all right 11 year old needs this she just needs support blah 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 dad to be there the, the two-year-old just wants to play rumble and tumble <laughs> yes. uh, that and then my uh, our four-year-old i tell you what if someone said to me you got to learn how to how to listen how to um how to take feedback from a four-year-old i would like no way <laughs> she cuts me in half oh really <laughs> harsh critic harsh <laughs> but yeah um i think it's just working off that working off that game plan together with with mum. yeah um and and to try and work together as a team yep and does household eva did you say yep does she uh she kind of step up and help out with some of the younger kids too yeah she does she's she's a really good kid and you know she's um um, navigating her own emotions and what she's going through as well and yeah. I'm trying to navigate you know there's a two year old telling me oh, and our four year old runs the household for the kids <laughs> so yeah I think she's she, she's in a good place and um, we'll just wait and see yeah I always joke that um, if she's going to bring a boyfriend home tell me I'll be out the front shirt off <laughs> <laughs> sitting there Give me a couple of minutes to do some push-ups. I didn't know your dad was the rock. <laughs> I don't think this is going to work out. Yeah. She'll go, dad, dad, dad. And I'll be, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Even sounds like the rock. <laughs> and, um, you know, when we are speaking previously as well, you mentioned, so, you you know, working in the fitness industry, previously some of the hours have been a bit tough, but now, um, you know, your business is, is kind of firing and you've got a bit more time to spend with the kids. Um, kind of what have you been enjoying with that side of it? Yeah, as I said earlier, and I've been saying this for some time now, um, I'm actually parenting. Yeah. Like doing daycare drop-offs, school pickups, fumbling my way, making sandwiches, um, and making school lunches. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm actually tr- being a parent. Yeah, cool. Um, you know, those all early mornings, rushing off to the gym, getting all that organized now, we're, we're, we're very lucky. We've got a team now mm-hmm. in both locations and we're lucky that, um, you know, they're, they're rock stars. So they're, you know, doing their bit. And But for me now, it's like stepping back and trying to take some of that heavy lifting off, off Jane, of all the beautiful mums out there who are listening or may not be listening. Um, and for me, it's it's I, I am getting um, a lot of enjoyment because for me, it's that connection. Yeah. You know, our little two-year-old needs a needs a dad. Yeah. You know, our little four-year-old needs someone to boss around. <laughs> 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 but yeah, they're 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 the main things that I'm that I'm enjoying. School pickups, school drop-offs, I'm trying to make lunches. Yeah, yeah. Forgetting, forgetting, forgetting things at home. <laughs> <laughs> out the driveway come back and oh, I forgot something yeah. how many times a day do you do that all the time all the time <laughs> on my way here I yeah. had to ring had to ring my, my wife hey um, have you seen my wallet <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck sorry <laughs> so yeah um, just trying to be a normal that's parent. great yeah yeah it's just the little things you're, little you're things, enjoying them yeah. bath time yep forget about <laughs> forget about bedtime oh 
That's that's another story for another time. <laughs> it's real time. Yeah, it's real time. I can't even do that. Bath time is definitely my. I've, I think it's been well well made known of on this podcast that bath time <laughs> is just unbearable for myself. I just can't do it. I'll do anything. I'll just stay downstairs and wash the dishes. Just get it away from me. Yeah, our household's not too bad. I'm okay with the bath and shower time and all that. Um, but putting putting the kids to bed is like a mission. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess it, yeah. There's a few factors for that. Like I wasn't there in the beginning, so now that all they want is mum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But and all mum wants is some peace and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you put the kids to sleep? <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm laying down here. And then She's I get, like, nah, you're up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so being a parent, I guess, playing catch-up. Yeah. Playing catch-up nice. is, is good fun. Rewarding, but cuts deep. <laughs> <laughs> cuts deep. Um, how do you – so sticking to the, the kids' topic, do you um, – how do you instill a healthy lifestyle on your kids? So, yeah, it's it's a tricky one, you know. Um, right now, um, we're just trying to team up together to make ensure that we have we have time to to do things together as as a family. Um, as I said, I'm doing a lot of drop offs, and the kids are loving it. But then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, "I want mum to pick me up." <laughs> and so, as a team, you know, Jan and I ensure that you know, obviously. We're getting what we're getting done for the business and also for the family, and and it is quite tricky um, from that point of view as well. I can see how, yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on now with uh, we're look talking about uh, just overall health now. So mental health and dad bod. We talk about dad bod weekly on this pod, um, but we'll start with the mental stuff because well, not mental stuff, but mental health stuff. Because are you okay? Day was this week, and a lot of people say, oh, it's all right to say it one day a year, but. You come across as the kind of guy who makes it one of their life missions to make sure people are okay and actually genuinely care about other people's mental health. How does that? What does Are You Okay Day mean to you? Um, I think it's it's a great day to sort of have have some awareness, but uh, internally as well, we want to make sure that that Are You Okay Day is transformed into every day. Yeah, and I think in this uh, environment right now, it's um, it's crucial that we reach out, ask those questions, and um, but not not also asking those questions, but having the tools to go. Okay, cool. I actually can't give you the answer, but I'm going to be here for you. Um, if you need someone else support you, I think you know recommend someone else because quite often it's like saying hello. Mm. You always get that answer. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? It's it's just ingrained in us to say hi and just say hi back without even listening. Yeah. Yes. To someone saying so. Yeah. Are you okay, Day? Um, yeah, it should be every day, and it's hard because as fathers, it's like if someone goes, "How are you?" Sometimes you know, like, fuck it. I'm, yeah. I'm three hours deep here. I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm wrist deep in shit. <laughs> You're right though. The reflex sometimes is, "How are you?" Yeah, good, good. That's kind of instinct sometimes. But I challenge you, you to. Yeah. On a daily, if you if you work walk into your um, workplace or even wherever you're going, as soon as you say, "Hey, how are you?" It's almost answered with another question. So every now and then, like, "Hey, how are you?" I'm good. How are you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's almost just this reflex, yeah, which yeah. is not a bad thing. But are we really listening? No. Yeah. So then sometimes if someone asks me, I'll be like, if someone says, "Oh, how are you going?" I'm going. 
I'm I'm actually not good or I'm I'm actually good or I or I joke around and they'll say, oh, how are you? I'm as good as I look, thank you. <laughs> give them one, that's good. <laughs> give them something to stop and listen and go, Oh, okay. That's all right for some people to say though, like I'm, I'm as good as I look, but for guys like, <laughs> like good as I look, oh mate, you just came out of a, a hard day in the sun. You, you look like shit. <laughs> but then it, that shows that they listened. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it's not the fact that what you're saying that's the content that's mm. about, that they actually listen. And that's so, what we're aiming for. Right? Yeah. And to going back to um, are you okay there? Um, it's it's one of, it affects more people. It affects more and more people now. Um, there's so many alarming stats out there, but I think yeah, if we do what we can from a community point of view, it can help. But yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Now, now I know you um, you advocate as well as attend these um, grab life by the balls meeting. Can you just tell people what that's about? Because we gave it a shout out last week, but I don't think many people really know what it is, and it's only quite new, isn't it? Like- yeah, it's fairly new. Um, we came across a gentleman over at um, um, Rebel Sport, beautiful man, name is Neil. Anyway, oh, Neil's a ledge. Yeah, so he, he actually started it in uh, Northlex. Oh, wow. And so the whole concept was come have a burger every, every, every second Wednesday. And then if you feel like you want to share something, then you share something. Like it wasn't about like come in like okay we're gonna ask you five questions and you have to you know reveal your deepest darkest secret or you all got to stand up and hold hands and light a candle. Yeah. <laughs> it was far from that. It was all about coming and sharing. If if you feel the urge to want to get something off your chest, then great. If not, just sit and listen. At the very least, have a burger. Yeah, definitely. And that's what it was, and it continues to be like that, breaking down that stigma that. If you want to share something, then share something. But there's also around the table, there's different experiences and uh, different ages that everyone can share. Now, if anyone actually wants to get involved in this, and I think it's it's really important uh, that you at least give it a Facebook search and uh, and search for Grab Life by the Balls and see what they're about. And um, if you follow them, uh, they come up with meetings all the time, and you get a notification when the next meeting is. So it's really good. Um. Why do you why do you actually think that sharing and listening is so important with the stigma? Um, if we go back, if we take it back to um, my culture and you know my beliefs and how I grew up, the men were just the men were just the men of the village. Yeah. They're the hunters and gatherers, um, you know, cooked and very hands on, but they never actually shared. Like in, in my like for example, my father, he never actually shared how much. He had emotions, or yeah. how much he shared what was going on in his life, and um, I can't understand. Well, I can't sort of understand why he what he was going through. But he turned to the drink, and when you when he, when he got to a certain point, he used his hands, yeah. and he was very violent to, to to my mother and to you know to us as kids as well. So I don't know. Part of me feels like if he if he actually spoke about what mm. was going on in his life, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But, like, culturally, it's like, you know, men just yeah. hang out with men and just yeah. you know, don't do don't really say anything. There's, so for me now, as I said, there was a massive there was a massive hole growing up. I took all the good things yeah. and, I, and, I, and I value the culture that, 
that I had growing up, and I still do, and I still instill a lot of that culture into um, our children. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that, you know, I need to be a better father, better partner. And so sharing is one thing. And like having having the balls to go, you know what, I need help. I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm actually, I need to be a better, better father. Yeah. You know, I actually know, what do you do? I need to, I need to do that. I'll, I'll try that. I'll go mm-hmm. home and try that. I've learned actually heaps from this mm. podcast, just mm. listening to everyone. You guys, every guest we've had so far has had some just gem. Like, even if it's just one gem, mm. it's just blokes talking to blokes, dads talking to dads, and everyone's going to learn something. Yeah, the, I idea, see what you're saying. the idea of sharing and listening, just as two simple things you can do are quite, um, obviously quite empowering. So, you know, the sharing, like you said, with this Grab Life by the Balls group, there's no pressure by the sounds of it. You can just go and ease into it and, you know, just kind of sit there and listen. And then when you're ready, start sharing and, and get something out of that. That's quite great. Mm. Yeah. And it's, like I said before, if at the very minimum, you're just having a burger. Yeah. Like I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've invited a few people to come along and they're like, oh, I didn't realize it was like, you just have a chat and it's like, it's like lunchtime. There's there's chats about footy. There's yeah. chats about everything. <laughs> yeah. There's chats about you know people are uh, going through tough times, and there's just normal chat about live chat. And then there's also networking as well, and mm-hmm. people are connecting on on all levels as well. But uh, at, at the bare minimum, it's like, what burger will I have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've let, I've let, I've let the cat out. Of <laughs> <laughs> burger. Yeah. So what actually? Um, moving on to fit stop. Um, what actually drew you to fit stop? itself because it didn't have that sort of community before you guys sort of got involved did it or um i think the bones of it it didn't um a couple of years ago um i was doing pt in the fitness industry in 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 newstead Mm -hmm. and um i got to a point where like i i i needed or i wanted to do something next i wanted to do something more and what was next for me you know, uh, Jay and I got to that point where we we're going to build a family and like, what does that look like? You know, someone has to be an adult. And that was Jane. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was, I was the kid that like still wanted to do something, you know, I'm still a kid today. Um, and so professionally I was doing PT, but I, I wanted to impact more people. Um, the one-on-one model was great and I built great rapport, great business, but I could only... You know, I could only have 40, 40 people at a time. Yeah. You know, one-on-one training, mm-hmm. you know, get to know them, get to know how to help them. And then the next, you know, the next thing was like, I always wanted to open my own facility. So off I shot, I was looking at different models, you know, look, looked at F45, looked at uh, 12 rounds, looked at uh, uh, independent models as well. And, you know, what's going to be best for me? And I, again, I looked at, okay, what am I good at? I'm good at training, I'm good at people, I'm, I'm good at programming, you know, finding out and moving people along to their the next step or their next their next um, best thing for them. But I also, I, I, what I lacked was something um, of a business structure. I lacked certain, th- certain things, business aspects of it. And so then Jane and I combined together. She's really great at business development. I'm great at people. And so we decided, okay, what's out in the market? met a friend of ours and she was like in love with footstop at that time there was only one footstop and she raved on like you know she could be herself not many places you go and train and the owner's right next to you and Mm -hmm. it's like very genuine they actually 
know me by name and I was like okay cool this sounds great went trained with Peter Hull at Morningside and um, yeah he spoke about his passion and his dream and I thought you know that could be something that I could could take on board and, and, and take that journey and make it our, our own and so we initiated that back in 2017 and um, at the time there was only two foot stops we opened Redcliffe and were the eighth location um, sold on a dream and it was like the the whole brand has evolved and I could tell you a lot of good stories about it but um, what attracted me to it was it had that the function the, f- the functionality of all the elements I loved about training yep. so it had barbells it had compound lifts um, it had a little bit of conditioning but I had that team feel yeah definitely which I could you know hang my hat mm. on I could add value to it and it was great and then on the other side you know was like it was Fitstop itself was part of a big community mm-hmm. so again that connection yeah and so yeah we decided to, to go through it and open it all up and um, one baby wasn't enough we decided <laughs> to open up another one um, just after COVID well we committed to North Lakes before and then COVID hit yeah no so that yeah, was rough. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, really rough. Still crying. About it. <laughs> um, and then yeah, opened up North Lakes. So in comparison, Redcliffe was the eighth location. North Lakes opened up as the thirty third. Wow! Wow, that was a quick turnaround. Quick turnaround, high growth. It was one of you know the business grew rapidly as well, and and the, and so too did the, the team and the dream. Nice as well. Now, Mark, you mentioned before that um, the the one one of the great things about Fitstop is you could just go to training and the owner could be training right next to you. Mm. Um, you so you, you're so relatable to just every bloke, dad or not, but you're probably the most equipped person I know that could give a dad advice on how to take that first step to lo- not losing the dad bod but redefining the dad bod. Uh, thanks. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> At essence, I'm just a big kid. Big popper. Big popper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a big kid. So um, I genuinely want to help people. Yeah. Um, if if I if I have the answers, then yeah, usually I'll I'll love to share them. But if uh, but if I don't have the answer, I'll just you know direct people in the right right in the right way to get to you know get to their get to where they need to. How could you? Um, what what advice could you give for someone to just act on that? defining moment of motivation like probably should join a gym I'm, my mate goes to fit stop yeah, I'll, I'll go down and have a try so what's, yeah, what, what advice do you give to any bloke one is to find something that um, that they love and f- find a mate Yeah. generally speaking blokes will always go somewhere together with a mate so if you're, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking yeah I think it's about time should do something team up with a buddy do it together because if it does if it goes pear shape you just blame him <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking being in the fitness industry guys are always hesitant to do anything yeah but if if they if they get their mate along they go oh yeah, i'll try it okay let's let's do it you're more likely to do it together you got that competitive edge as well don't yeah. you yeah females on the other hand they're very decisive they know what they want more impulsive sometimes but they're very direct and like you know more likely to join it by themselves guys on the other hand 
we drag drag our feet maybe I don't know, walk, <laughs> walk past oh yeah it looks good oh no I don't want to go there's too many girls oh no <laughs> okay we'll do it um, so, so my, my top tip there I'm doing I'm talking about my top tip there if you're, if you're thinking if you've got the urge grab a buddy and just do it together mm-hmm. yeah nice that's awesome um, we've already given enough of a plug to Fitstop but do you want to keep going <laughs> um, yeah I guess Fitstop if you're looking, if you're looking to uh, get back into shape, or if you're looking for some connection, I I generally ask people, what have you done before, and what are you looking for? Because at some point you're gonna say, oh, I used to go to a 24-hour gym, that was good for a, for a, for a, for a moment, but you probably got bored. Hmm. Looking up at the screen 30 minutes later, playing on your phone, I better get out of here. <laughs> Whereas Footstop is going to give you that um, that team that team environment that community environment and you're more likely to lift a little bit heavier because old mate next to you came with like you know competitive yeah and you're more likely to run faster because there's a female running like you don't you don't want oh, <laughs> I don't want her to beat me <laughs> that's what happens to Nick <laughs> God, no I only run because Paulie makes me run <laughs> um, yeah but what we do um what we do, I guess, the biggest piece that we can bring together is that community and make you make you connected. Yeah, make you feel special. I love that. Now, um, I'm going to draw off my own experience here. I think guys with kids are less likely to join a gym for a long term. Um, how can blokes better themselves with having kids? Like I personally was only going to join Fitstop for six weeks initially, and like six months later, it's you just go because it's you, you make mates and you you, you want to stay there and live with your mates but if you don't pick sort of a gym like that um how can how can blokes better themselves with kids without using it as sort of their roadblock good question i, I would what i would say to that they need to okay cool buddy up with someone like work together work together with their own little units you know like most dads do like try and tag team a little bit mum mm-hmm. has the kids okay dad goes and trains maybe with the boys um if gym's an option then great if not find a find a a social outing of like any kind of type of team sport yeah Yeah, trl touch footy get something in you come back and then change change the roles Mm -hmm. over take the kids and let mum do something let mum you know sit in the corner drink wine or something (laughs) (laughs) but like understand i guess it's just like understanding What's what's going to be most beneficial for your little unit? Mm. I like that. Nice. Mm. I agree. We're at that stage at the moment. I yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. Tag teaming. I'm actually just taking notes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've both got that motivation, but you it's easy to have excuses and be like, mm. yeah, it's yeah. I'll, I'll look after the kids. Uh, do you want to as well? No, no. Go and take that time for yourself. I think it's important to to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard, but I guess if we share and communicate. It starts with that unit um, at home with, with mum. Sometimes that's, you know, that's the toughest part. They're, they're the toughest conversations yeah. to have at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now to, to wrap it up there, um, if you just got a hypothetical for you, just because we don't oof, mind a hypothetical oof. here. Go so on, go you, on. do you know Tong and Thor from the uh, the Queensland Reds, plays rugby for the Queensland Reds? I know of him. Of yes. him? You've yeah. seen him picture of Yes. All right. So if you beast. could if you beast. could be the beast himself to Tong and Thor, the place of the Queensland Reds, or Wallabies as well. And yeah, and the Wallabies too in fair play, yeah. And oh sorry, or Jason Aquaman Momoa. <laughs> Who are you taking? So yeah. So 
Carry on. No, I was just going to say, so one's completely ripped, drowning in women, and the other one is just a friggin' monster who mm. is probably the best form of himself and at the peak of his game. If I had to pick which one what? I wanted to be? Yeah. Hmm, good question. I'd probably just go um, Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the missus a favour there, aren't you? <laughs> he's, he's my cousin. Yeah, okay, nice. <laughs> now, remembering here that we are powered by Smashing Fibres Apparel. Check them out online and on Instagram. And when you purchase anything, use ship shit free at the checkout for free shipping. All right. Should we get into the How Dad Are You quiz? Oh, this is almost as good as Shit Dad moment of the week for me. I love it now. <laughs> so good. It's good. We've got a few you know, points on the board now from our different dads. Definitely. So, reminder, it's one point for every yes and a score out of 10. Yep. Righto. So, number one, do you hate lights being left on? No. You don't hate lights being left on? Cool. Okay. Would you rather wash dishes than bathe your kids? Do the bathing. See, I think this that just relates to me. I probably should have put a better question <laughs> in. Yeah. Do you mute the TV during an ad break? No. Okay. Um, oh, I'm not going good here. <laughs> Does your kitchen have to be spotless before you start cooking? Yes. Yeah, cool. Okay, we, we're on the, on the way. <laughs> Do you switch the GPS off till you get to the sub wherever you're going to because your head's like a map? No. You could do it better. Or you know the main roads. <laughs> Um, Do you back into every car park? Or most? Most, yeah. yeah. We'll give you that one. That's good. Yeah, nice. What's he on? Three. Oh, jeez. Righto. We can come home strong here. Do you only ever rinse your favourite coffee mug so you don't lose all the flavour? Or because it's too much effort? No. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) Now, when you're distributing food to your kids... Yep. You've got a broad range of kids there, ages, so some might be pickier than others. Do you still do the, the dad tax? Like, do you take a little bit of their food and be like, no, nah, that's good, that's yours? No. no. No? Even to a bonus point here, to like to redeem yourself, like do you pick a bit of food and say, oh, I'm just checking if it's poisonous? Yes. Yep, cool, we'll give them that. <laughs> and now when you're driving anywhere and you're looking for an address, right when you get up really close and you're looking for the number, do you turn the radio down? Yes. Yeah, good, good. And just a gimme here, just to, to bump your numbers up. Do you admire your lawn after mowing it? Absolutely. Oh, thank God. He Seven. redeemed himself. Seven. Seven. Outstanding. <laughs> you had me going there for a second. I was, I was really worried. I was that guy, was I? <laughs> <laughs> We've had worse. Just slow to start, slow to start. <laughs> All right, this week we want to chat tight-ass tidbits. Um, and I've got a bit of a uh, an evolution from what I've spoken about before. So previously I've mentioned... The old beach trolley. Um, I'm too too cheap to pay for a decent one that actually moves on sand. Uh, and I, I went to, I went away on the weekend to the beach up the sunny coast. Um, and in this instance, I was dragging the kids in it and all the beach gear in the sand. Um, you know, struggling, but you know, I'm Getting not there. buying a new one. And needless to say, I was just kind of. You know, looking away, I wasn't really watching them, and then all of a sudden, Jess is yelling at me, and they just tipped over. <laughs> all the beach gear landed on the kids, and they both like face planted it in the sand. So, um, it's a sand, it's a soft landing, exactly. outstanding. 
Exactly. They um, I think my son's scared of getting in it again, but I'm still not getting a new. <laughs> <laughs> that could morph into your shit dad moment too. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know how many tight ass tidbits this week. But. Good. Any um, anything that you live by in your life, Mark? You know, from cutting corners or saving money, or you? Yeah, obviously doesn't care about lights being left on. <laughs> Nothing that comes to mind. Um, nothing that comes to mind at the moment. But pretty, pretty sure as I drive off, I'll be. Oh man, <laughs> I do this one. <laughs> Every dad's got some. Yeah. Make sure when you have that thought, you turn the radio down as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, Cam, I wanted to throw this in here, just a little bit, a bit of a surprise here. I've got one, one to add this week. It's called Good Cop, Dad Cop. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Right. How do you push your point home? Slash, do you have any stories about um, discipline? All right. I, as, as I've said on this podcast before, I've got my dad voice. So you've got the clenched teeth, the veins popping out of the neck, and you're really low volume, so it hits home a bit harder. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and if they hear that, boom, it doesn't get any faster. It's awesome. Now, do you guys have... How do you push your point home? Good cop, dad cop. I, uh, I've i been doing one lately where I give a bit of a warning. So before, I, before I do oh. the dad voice, I sit down, get on their level. Well, it's mostly to my three-year-old. <laughs> if you don't do this, daddy will get very angry. And I give her a little bit of warning. Okay, you sure you're not going to do it? Okay. And then I get angry. <laughs> <laughs> So you're really patient. Fair I play. Oh, I try. We usually alternate with my wife. One of us is does the good cop, one does the bad cop. It seems to constantly alternate. Dad cop. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Yeah, that's a good one. I quite often hit indefinitely doing the, the countdown. Oh, yeah. Two minutes. Come on, mate. Two minutes. And then the voice gets like two minutes. And then <laughs> I do. Lately, I've been doing make make a good choice oh yeah good try that make a you? good choice yeah. and if it Green all choices fails and all yeah, yeah I'm all about that countdown so for me at the moment it's the countdown and then it's giving the um, you know make the make the good choice and then if all fails it's just a big big clap just to you know get their attention and then it's like yeah a little bit of oh yeah he does the clenched teeth he does it too I love yeah. that I quite I joke around I think um I think the neighbourhood want to get in the car <laughs> in the morning sometimes when I'm doing drop off. <laughs> get in the car, get in the car. Now you say you start at two minutes. When you get really tight, what what do you where do you go? Now, yeah. So you go two minutes to now. Then yeah. not even a ten second countdown. No, uh, usually usually it's usually it's like two minutes and another two minutes and then try and drag it out. Come on, <laughs> try and do two the try, Three, try and do the voice two and a half. Okay. <laughs> try and do the um, explanation. Yeah. Explain to them why yeah. you know. And if all fails, this is like caveman. I just, I just picked them up in the car. By go. the hair. <laughs> now, listen, Cam, with last week, I mentioned that um, dinner time was a bit of a nightmare. You're spending heaps of time on daddy dinners mm. and they don't eat anything. It's more for your missus and yourself. But dad, dad cop's been coming out at dinner time lately yep. and it's been getting a real good run. And I've got to the point where I'm sick of making food for them that they don't eat or have two spoonfuls and it goes in the bin. I look in the bin and there's more than what I've just had for dinner in the bin. Oh, and I'm geez. like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Guess what? Now I'm giving it, I'm taking the bowls off them when they're, they're walking away 
covering them, putting them in the fridge and heating it up for breakfast. Oh. Dad cop. And does that work? Do they eat? Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) But the threat's there. (laughs) I like that one. I like that one. Yeah. We quite often, um, well, it depends. But if they don't eat it, well, that's it. Yeah. That's it. You go hungry. Okay. And in the morning, they quite often will then use that food again for the next dinner. Yeah, nice. Yep. If it lasts. Leftovers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, like, you're going to eat it at some point. <laughs> Even if it doesn't. <laughs> All right, getting into dad jokes. So I'm going to just read one first. We've got a listener mail. Uh, these jokes were sent in by Paul from North Lakes, a local here. Um, so thanks for sending that through, Paul. Friend um, of the show. Friend of the show. And he says these are originals that he has created. So well done, mate, for uh, having a crack and sending through your own. First one, what do you get when you cross a chicken with the Pope? Eggs Benedict. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, and number two, why was the pepper frightened? Oh, dear. Because he was on something about assault? He, it was threatened with assault. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. That's a good one. Wow. Nice, Paulie. Listen, Cam, no offence. I know we go back a fair way. Um, but I think my recliner's my best friend now. Because we go way back. (laughs) 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 That it? (laughs) Yeah. Mark, what do you got? Um, I've got one. Yes. Uh, And and it's one um, that, funnily enough, our two-year-old little Solomon is always saying he loves it. He loves it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Corbin. Corbin who? Corbin, anybody? We're paying that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> nice. Remember, keep sending through your original creations because we want to hear those ones. All right. Um, and we've got another listener mail as well this week. So um, this was going to uh, sit in our dad hack section. So this one's from Scott, who has also uh, emailed in before in the in the past. Another friend of the show. He is. And um, he has sent through a couple of pictures as well, which I'll pull up. But um, some people have um, shared with us on Instagram, you can buy... These little onesies for your kids when they're when they're at the age where they're crawling around the house. There's basically got um, a mop attached to the bottom, and he was gifted one of these. Um, this picture is gold. Yeah, for for his crawling little baby, and he sent the pics in, and he said it worked a treat, which is uh, which is quite cool. Let me pull it up. Outstanding. What's it called? Mop baby. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it looks cute too. Baby broom. Yeah, that it's is- pretty cute. That is Is that Delilah? Dad of Days with Delilah? Yeah. yeah. That's classic. Look at that. On your Scotty. That's so good. So good to well know. Uh, you know, and he said he just wants, you know, to kind of keep keep her crawling as long as possible so she can keep mopping the floor. Now Scotty's actually sent another well, he had, he didn't send this one in, but I follow Scott. Um and I follow I saw this on his Insta and I asked if we could use it for the show and he, he kindly agreed, but he's started his kid early on the pool table. 
So he's used your little what are they what are they called the ergo? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So he got he got the little fella in the ergo, but facing away from him, and he's playing pool, and the kid has his arms on the on the pool cue. And I'm like, that's, that's great. Yeah. So I'll put that up on the socials, but I definitely want to know anyone listening. Send us in your uh, your moments where you have got them started early. Got to get them going. Now I've got a dad hack as well, Cam. Mm-hmm. As a father of a two-year-old girl, I constantly find myself uh, in a battle to do hair. And Are you good at it? No, fuck no. <laughs> and also finding hair ties. Yeah. Okay, so I'm never never able to find a hair tie when required. And when she finally actually finds something on TV that she'll watch and sit still while I do her hair, or at least put it in a ponytail because that's all I know how to do, I found out that using a peg... Works real good. Oh. Not all day, but if you just need to sort of get get the hair out of their eyes for a little while, peg. Peg. So not, peg. You're not sending them to daycare with a peg? No. <laughs> no. That'd be a shit dad story. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, pegs. I've seen the old uh, vacuum cleaner. Uh, yes. Oh. You know, back of the hair th- and then put the uh, hair tie on that. To throw it and then you throw oh it up. Yeah. That is good. I'm trying that. Definitely going to try that. Any, any dad hacks that come to mind, Mark? No, not at the moment. Dad hacks. We'll follow up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call you on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> when all your good ideas come to you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be flowing. <laughs> yeah. Shit dad moment of the week. Ooh. Now this is Mark, this is a time of the week that we just sit back and realise we don't actually think we're shit dads, but these are the moments where we look back and go. That was pretty shit. Yeah. You've, you've done something there that isn't very mum approved and let's share it with the boys. Love it. And or, hopefully, all the listeners. Yeah. And hopefully learn <laughs> yeah, from yeah. our mistakes. Yeah, we'll learn from mistakes, obviously. So, um, After saying no to my four-year-old at the shop for the dozenth time two days ago, he told me I was a stinky old man and he wanted to take me to the bad guy shop. Oh. <laughs> I asked him what the bad guy shop was. I was like, what's the bad guy shop? And he goes, just go to the bad guy shop. You get out of the house and you go to the bad guy shop. I was like, you're talking about jail? And he goes, yeah, jail. And I was like, you know, if you send me to the bad guy shop, you're only just going to get another bad guy come and be your daddy. And he goes, oh, oh, okay. And then... I was like, you still want me to go to the bad guy shop? And he goes, yeah, I want you just go. Go to the bad guy shop. I didn't really know how to respond to that the second time around, so I just handed him the keys to the car, and I was like, you drive then. See ya. <laughs> Sat in the back seat. Come on, mate. <laughs> Take me to this bad guy shop. Bad guy shop. <laughs> um, my moment this week is <clears throat> actually a bad one, so I've been feeling very guilty about it all week. Sorry, Cam. Is this worse than... Dropping your kids out of the beach carrier? This is worse. Oh, yes. <laughs> Happened on the same holiday. Oh, I cannot wait after. for this. Um, we're staying in a little cabin at, at a caravan park and it was um, had a couch there and it was all tiled. Unfortunately, had my um, had my back to him. He fell off the couch onto the tiles and it was a, it was a big thud. It was a loud thud. Um, he had the biggest egg that he's ever had on his head and... Um, He's a good egg, that kid. He is a good egg, correct. <laughs> um, 
But he was a bit funny for the next kind of couple of hours, so we took him to the doctor, and it turns out he had bruised ribs as well. <laughs> so we can't really pick him up. We have to use his bum and um, under his arm. Uh, and luckily, we've also got a uh, an uncle who's a paramedic, so we we gave him a call and, and had a chat through it as well. So uh, he's fine now, but it was yeah, I feel very guilty all week. It was the first serious injury that he's had, so um, definitely learning from that one. Yeah. <laughs> Hot damn. Hey, no judgment. No, no judgment. No, no, no. Just learning. Just learning. Learning points. Don't drop your kid on the tiles. Well, my moment I'll share. Awesome. Um, happened a couple, couple of days ago. Um, we, 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 the family had something to go to, and I was like, yeah, good. Had the game plan with, with Jane. Okay, you do this, you do that. I got this. I got this. I've got this. You love a good plan, eh? <sighs> I got it. You do that. Yeah, yeah, got it. Part of the team. I'm on board here. I'm going to get it. Everything's everything's done. Boom, boom. Out the door we go. We're on time. Driving out. All good. And then we get to our where we where we need to go to. Out in the shops and all that. And um, yeah, we're, we're shopping. Uh, we're actually we're looking for a dress up for our. We've got a function mm, this after weekend. The fiesta. Oh, yeah. Fiesta. Uh, Mexican theme happening down this week at the Thirsty Chiefs. Um, so we're <laughs> we're in the shop and then all Shout of, out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. I get this, Mark, look over, the eyes light up, and I look over to Jan, she goes, she starts pointing at Solomon. And I'm like, what? And I could, oh my God, he's chopped the big heavy one here. Oh, dang. Yep. Earlier on that day, I said, nah, we'll continue on with the toilet training. It's, I think it's oh. in his best development <laughs> that, you know, we do this. You didn't take a backup, Navi? And then... And then I and then Jane's like, you gotta go. And I said, okay, okay. So I pick him up, and I'm leading him out in front. <laughs> I'm like, it's like I felt like Moses part of the sea. <laughs> As I lift him, walking through, people just part. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. There's another hack. If you're in the morning, you need to go hold your dirty nappy up with your child, and it'll just it's part. A big brown lamp yeah. just dripping. So then we get to the car, right? And I'm like, I'm trying to hold him, so like. I'm not squashing it because otherwise yes. if, you, if you hold, you know, baby. Oh, the poo, not the, the kid. Oh, no, sure. Same, same. <laughs> so I get to the car. I get to the car, open the boot up, put them down, go and grab the nappies. No nappies. <sighs> so then, okay, cool. Where's the wipes? Look. No wipes. Oh, no. Wipes, no wipes, no nappies. And they go, I got this. I got this. I got this. <laughs> so I quickly grab him. Plan C. Oh, quickly grab him. Shut the shut the boot. Run out over to the shops, and I go into the cafe and go, mate. Um, do you have a toilet here? And he looks at me and goes, "You got no mask. You can't come in." Oh. So, <laughs> so I run, again, Auntie Anna. <laughs> so I run to the car, gra- grab the mask, come back in, and they go, "Can I use your toilet?" He goes, "Oh, only for patrons only." <sighs> so then. So then I'll go back to the car and then it's like, okay, what do I do here? And Jane comes out and goes, what have you done? Yeah. Fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no nappy. Um, no nappy. No no wipes. No good. And she goes, I thought you said you had it. <laughs> and then I try, okay, plan B, let's just throw him in. Let's just throw him in the car seat. Let's go. And she goes, you're not putting him in the car seat. <laughs> With no nappy and the dirty bum, so then, luckily there was some, you know, some um, smaller wipes that were tucked in the car. So we just used that, cleaned them out, 
So then I put him back in his, his shorts. So he's sitting in there, you know, and we had to wind out the window. James <laughs> like, so he got this. He told me you got this. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a shit dad story on this pod yet with so many exhales in pity, you know? So yeah, that that was um, that was our day out. That's oh. tough because I can imagine as well getting flustered and you on, know, on yeah. all levels. Yeah, yeah, on all levels. And to finish it off, we we drive from the shop to another mall and then I parked the car and Jane's like, you almost crashed into that car. And I said, I don't care, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Solomon up, we ran straight to the straight to the toilet, try and get some toilet, go to the store, try and get some wipes, try and get some new undies and nappies. Yeah. What a hectic wow. dilemma. <laughs> I know. Oh. And that's one of those situations where the wife goes. Oh yeah, told you so. Yeah, I love yeah. a good told you so moment. <laughs> oh that's a, gosh, that's one I of can't them. live it down. Oh, oh, yes. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks, that's a good one. <laughs> Gee whiz, that hurt to listen to. <laughs> it hurt to go through it. Had <laughs> <laughs> to relive that. <laughs> Is that coming up at the next uh, Grab Life for the Balls meeting? Oh, Is like probably, that, <laughs> that was your week? Yeah, after you've eaten. Yeah, yeah after <laughs> burgers. After yeah. the burger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, we've got the the listener mail. Uh, from Paul from North Lakes. You want me to read it out or you got it in front? No, you go for it, Pete. Right. I just frantically looked it up on my phone. I got this. Paulie from North Lakes. What a ledge. Friend of the show. G'day, Nick and Cam. First of all, congrats on the pod, boys. You are doing some great stuff. Entertaining as all good pods need to be, but some good little serious nuggets, uh, pun intended for Mark there, <laughs> in there for dads that might be feeling a bit shit about things. I listened to Paradad and Distant Dads episode. Um, which were both great. What top blokes Rick and Ben are. Great outlooks on life and self. Awesome yarns. Uh, and then he goes on to say something about his dad jokes there, which I'm not going to say them again because they were just that good <laughs> that you have to go back and listen to them in the episode. <laughs> nice. So keep up the great work, lads. Paul from North Lakes. Cheers, Paulie. Stop making me run after fit stop sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We also had a, uh, a message from uh, Simon, so um, thanks for sending that through, mate. Um, and he actually had a question for us around some um, ads that have been following him around on Instagram um, and asking us what we think the best way to carry kids is. So obviously I've mentioned in the past I'm a fan of the Ergo or the Baby Bjorn, one of the ones you can throw the kids on the front. Um, but he's getting served the ads where I don't know if anyone else has seen them. It's uh, it's a carrier that you put on your shoulders and then the kid sits on top and you don't have to hold them. It looks like a very strange contraption. And my uh, my response initially was, obviously, I'm an Ergo fanboy, but also um, you can put your kids on your shoulders and they just generally stay. And that's, um, that's free as well. It's kind of a tight-ass <laughs> tidbit, isn't it? <laughs> that was my opinion. <laughs> or shopping trolley? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Once they once they're big enough to sit for themselves, they can kind of it opens up a few more avenues than the lie down in the trolley, you know. Yeah. Or the pram, you can shoulders. I had my. I said to Simon as well. Uh, my my little way of carrying the kids, although not arms free, was like a puppy, where they're lying on their belly across your arm like that. Yeah. The head's in your hand, and the legs are either side of your arm. That's and, a good yeah. one. Oh, yeah. that's a good dad pose. It's one. a good dad yeah. pose because it's very masculine. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Without sounding too misogynistic, it's very manly and masculine, and you feel like the big dog, yeah. big popper. <laughs> <laughs> but if any listeners have used those uh, shoulder carriers, let us know if they're any good. Um, one of the brands is called Mini Me. Um, yeah, can't say I, I will try that one though. <laughs> <laughs> 
You could just put them in a normal backpack. <laughs> yeah, that was actually my second response to Simon. Bit of bad advice. Yeah, chuck them in your backpack. Put them in the backpack. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now, um, you got any more listener listener mail, Camo? Um, not for this week. Right. So, Mark, mm. it has been an absolute honour having you on, mate. It's been super. We've had some great advice, um, some great mental health, dad bod, um, community, lifestyle. Everything you've spoken about has just been so relatable and we really appreciate you coming on tonight, especially at such short notice. So thank you very much for that. Pleasure's all mine and I look forward to uh, listening to you guys and um, I'll, I'll have to... Uh, get my game up in terms of the hacks and uh, <laughs> I'm sure it'll come flowing after this it's, yeah. again likewise it's been a pleasure coming on on, on tonight's show and I uh, look forward to, to seeing the growth and, and the connection grow with you guys moving forward awesome do you have any any last word to any any blokes out there that, or dads out there that you could uh, impart any more knowledge on um, if you're a father you, you, you're doing you, you're doing what you can um, as you know I guess my my Top tippers at the moment, listen. Listen to mum, listen to the kids, try and be present and listen to your mates if, if they need help. Listen listen to the inner voice of yours if you want to get out and do something and be active. Mm-hmm. And I guess listen to you guys. Love that. Great advice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, we love hearing stories from our listeners. So to get involved, email us at shitdadpod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at shitdadpod uh, or send us a voice clip, something a bit different uh, for us to play back on the pod. But uh, most importantly, click follow wherever you listen to your podcast so we can build up our Jason Momoa status. So Cam, do you have any other little nuggets or tidbits? Uh, the only last thing I'd, I'd say is probably uh, just our prize winner for the week. Oh, that's um, a good shout. Thanks for so, that. <laughs> no, no, just to make sure we get one in. Um, so I'll probably give that to, to Paul, I think. Yeah, uh, good shout. Some good good feedback for us, but also some average jokes. Yeah, which is what we're all about. <laughs> so well done, Paulie. you got a gift voucher coming your way, mate. Nice. Thank you very much. And uh, until next time, crack a beer, get your kid to drive you to the bad guy shop. Yeah, for the kids. <laughs>